0: Get ready for the Synthesizer Library podcast.
1: Because, let's face it, Synthesizers are just cool. You know, it feels like it's been a long time since the last podcast episode. Uh, It really hasn't been any longer than the last few episodes, but something feels new today. I think it's probably because I have the um, the new Moog Mother 32 here with me. And I'm going to get into that in just a minute. But first, I know some of you are dying to know what the mystery synth was from last month's episode. And in case you've forgotten, here is the sound. And of course, what I had asked you to do was identify that sound. And some of you did. There were some guesses on twitter that were pretty interesting um none of them quite right this happens to be the soulsby mini at megatron created by paul soulsby and i mentioned him i think a couple of episodes ago that i met him at nam and we're actually looking to maybe have him on the podcast pretty soon and talk more about the at megatron line of products this one is the mini at megatron that you build yourself and it sits on top of an arduino board um it's actually pretty fun to build and use and kind of wet my appetite for the full-sized at Megatron but hopefully we'll get more into that in the coming months or weeks. Well, that's the mother 32 that i was talking about from moog it's this new synthesizer well it's been out for several months now but um it is a single vco uh that's a voltage control oscillator in a euro rack style of box that you can actually take out and put into a larger euro rack system if that's your kind of thing um if you're just getting started with euro rack it's a great way to get started because it has really everything you need to get started it's got the power supply it's got the case it's got several patch points and a single oscillator lfo envelope um so everything is there for you ready to get started and then you can expand from there um, bringing in other euro rack modules or more mother 32s that they actually have a rack you've probably seen it where you can mount three of them together or you could do two and leave one of them open for other modules and I subtitled this episode, The Gateway, because this feels like a gateway drug into a larger Eurowax system, if that's where you're headed, or even into the larger world of Moog and getting into some of the more expensive synthesizers that they offer. So with that, let's dive into the features a little bit. And I think the first thing to look at is probably the oscillator. Like I said, it's a single voltage controlled oscillator. With two wave shapes, you've got pulse and you've got saw. And here's the pulse wave. Just with no modulation or anything interesting like that happening, the pulse width is set to about 50%, so I believe that makes it basically a square wave. And now I'll switch to the saw wave. So back and forth there. And you can only use one at a time, either either the pulse Or the saw wave unless you patch in the output of say the saw wave into the external input uh, and then use the mix knob to to bring those together you can actually mix the two together without any patching into the external audio input that mix knob actually sweeps back and forth between the oscillators wave shapes and a noise generator which sounds kind of like this. And while I'm talking about the oscillator, just below that section, there's the the VCO modulation section. So you can either modulate the pitch, the frequency of the wave, or you can modulate the pulse width if you're on the pulse wave. And you can modulate it either with an LFO, which sits just below that, or you can bring in some other source and patch it in and it has a little switch whether you want to modulate it with the LFO or with the external source and in this case if there's nothing patched into that external source that switch in that position actually has the envelope generator controlling the modulation on the VCO and I realize some of this might be kind of hard to follow if you don't have it sitting in front of you if you're listening while driving but just stick with me for a minute I'm going to get through these controls on the front panel and then I'll show you what it can do. So I mentioned the LFO, and it has two wave shapes. It can either be a triangle wave, or it can be a square wave. And you have just that, the switch for the shape, and you have a control for the speed. And that's really it for the LFO. And then for the envelope, it's, it's simpler than your typical ADSR envelope, attack, decay, sustain, and release. It has an attack control. It has a decay control, which actually kind of acts more like a release, and then it's got a sustain switch. So sustain is either on or off. So if the sustain switch is is off, then you just have attack and decay, which acts like kind of a release. And that's great for percussive type sounds, kind of like this, where here, here it is with the sustain on. And then if I turn the sustain off and the decay really short, And then, of course, you can go further and maybe bring in a little bit of the noise shape. And it starts to sound a little bit more like a percussion, percussion instrument. And then you can modulate maybe the cutoff frequency using that same envelope. And add a little bit of resonance. But of course I'm getting ahead of myself because I haven't mentioned the filter. So it has two modes, the voltage control filter. It has the low pass mode and a high pass mode. And we've talked about those in the past where a low pass filter lets the lower frequencies through and the high pass frequency is the opposite. lets the higher frequencies through. And so it has a cutoff frequency and resonance. So in low pass mode here it is with the filter pretty much all the way open. Oh, and I still have that noise sound on there. And then if I start to bring that down, I'll hold a note down and bring the cutoff frequency down. And now add in a little bit of resonance. Of course we've talked before about how resonance is kind of a bump at the cutoff frequency and you can control the size of that bump so it really accentuates the cutoff frequency when you turn up the resonance. And then the high-pass mode of course the cutoff frequency kind of acts opposite of how it acts in the low-pass mode but so here's a note with the the cutoff about halfway through. Bring it up, all the way down, some resonance. Sorry, I can barely hear myself over that. So the filter has a lot of character to it. And that's one thing, of course, Moog is really known for, is their their 24 dB per octave low-pass filter. And this has it. So if you don't have that anywhere else, that's another thing that you get when you get the Mother 32. So that's really as far as the sound generation engine goes. You've got the oscillator, the LFO, the filter, and and the envelope. Um, You do also have a portamento or glide control. So if you're going between notes, and I'll bring up the portamento so you can hear it slide. Put it back in low pass filter mode you can hear it gliding you can adjust that amount and now it's time to talk about the little keyboard on the front of it it doesn't look like a keyboard but there's a series of buttons that are arranged in one octave of a piano from c to c and these can be used to trigger sounds manually like i've been doing for this demo so far or you can use it with its built-in step sequencer and lay down patterns all right, I'm going to do something kind of a little embarrassing. I haven't planned out a sequence or anything like that. I'm just going to put one in on the fly here, and it probably will not be anything terribly musical, but you'll get the idea. So it has several slots to, con- to store sequences, and I can't remember off the top of my head how many, but I chose a blank one, and by default it has this kind of sequence in it. Just a single note. And if you hold shift and record, then you start putting in notes and you can actually each note, you can control how long the note is and the, um, if it has an accent on it I'm putting accent on that one by pushing the accent button. And I change the length by bringing up the tempo knob and you can control the um, glide amount on a note. So here I'm at that last note, I'm adding some glide to it Add a couple more notes. And like I say, I'm not really paying attention to the musicality of this sequence. Uh, there it is. I'm going to hit the record button again and play it back. And here with, with that sequence, I, di- I changed the patch a little bit and I have the LFO controlling the cutoff frequency uh, of the filter. So you can hear it becoming brighter and darker. just turned up the glide, so that one note that I had, had some glide on, you can hear it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And I can adjust the tempo of the pattern. And while it's playing, I can use the, the little keypad here to go up or down an octave and choose a different starting note. of course I can change the patch however I'd like I can turn the sustain on well that once that fast you can't really hear that You can choose a square wave instead of the saw wave that it was on that portamento sounds that glide sounds a little bit ridiculous but oh well Adjusting the mix knob to bring in the noise. We add some resonance. Another thing that's great about it, it has a MIDI input on the front of it. So if you have it hooked in through MIDI to your DAW or to anything else that's sending out MIDI clock, it will sync the sequencer to that clock. So right now I've got it plugged into my esq one which has a sequencer built in and I'll, I'll explain why I did that instead of the DAW in just a minute. But now I hit play on the esq one I'm going to come a little bit far away from the microphone, and that started the sequencer and if I change the tempo on, on the sequencer in the esq one Mog just follows automatically and the other thing you can do is while that's happening you can send it a MIDI note from the MIDI keyboard so you can sequence maybe just a starting note of each pattern and use it kind of like an arpeggiator so in a given measure maybe I want an arpeggio starting on C and then in the next measure I want starting on F. I can just sequence just those individual notes in the DAW or a sequencer and it will follow along. Now here's my only gripe about that. There is no way to turn that off on the Moog. It will always sync with the MIDI clock if it's receiving MIDI clock. And at first, I didn't really think anything of that, but it made it kind of difficult when I wanted to just play it like a Moog monosynth and not have the sequencer running. It made it really difficult to record that because once I hit record on the DAW, it sent out MIDI clock, and then the sequencer started, and then I couldn't play it. The workaround is to go into your DAW or whatever is sending MIDI and to tell it to not send MIDI clock on that output device and um, that's that that works for the most part. In my case I'm using an older Motu MIDI interface and it didn't seem to care whether I turned MIDI clock on or off, it always sent it. So if I went out some other uh, external MIDI interface, the I'm using a Focusrite. Uh, Sapphire or something or other for the actual audio interface and it has MIDI. So I used those outputs and I was able to tell it to not send MIDI clock, so then I could play it. But for purposes of this demo, I wanted to be able to control it, uh, show how it could sync to MIDI clock, but then also be able to play notes on a MIDI keyboard like this and show you how that you can play it like a classic Moog mono solo synth. So that's another really cool thing you get with the mother 32 is you have, you now have a, a monophonic classic Moog synth that you can play with an external MIDI controller. So you get a Euro rack module, you get a step sequencer, you get a Moog synth, you get the classic Moog filter. And if I remember right, the price tag is $600, a little bit less. So you get a lot of stuff for that price. And I haven't even really gotten into the patch points. I think for the most part, those are going to be kind of hard to cover in this format, but you get patch points into all of those sections that I mentioned. You get have patch points into the cutoff frequency. You can control that with an external voltage source, or you can bring in an external audio source. There's gate inputs to start and stop things. Um, trying to think. Oh, there's actually a multiple interface where or input where you can plug two things in and then control how much gets added or subtracted to whatever you patch that out to. So it's a thirty-two point patch bay, which is where the number thirty two comes from. And there's a lot of options there. You could, for example, sync the LFO, the tempo of the LFO, to some other source if you have some master clock in your larger modular system that's maybe controlling other parameters in your system. You can sync this whole thing, the LFO, maybe the step sequencer, whatever you want to other devices using the patch bay to get you started. They give you five cute little patch cords that are perfect for patching within itself. If you, it probably would, they're pretty short, so it'd be hard to patch it to anything else, unless it was sitting right next to it. And I got to say, I'm impressed even with the packaging, the, the printed manual, it's just odd to have a company that prints their manual and put it in the package. These days, everybody just tells you, just go download it. So all in all, it's just a lot of nice touches that make this a great instrument. I'm excited to use it more and more in my workflow with the step sequencer and the resonant low-pass filter. You could almost use this thing as a base sequencer similar to the old roland tb303 now that might be kind of blasphemous for some people because it's not the same filter where this is the classic moog filter but it has a sequencer it has the single oscillator it really if you look at the price of the tb303 these days and they're going for like three thousand dollars or something like this and this is six hundred dollars so there you go. That is just another use that you can get out of the Mother 32. You can use it as a base synthesizer with a sequencer on it and sync it to other devices. So as you can tell, I'm of the opinion that I think just everybody needs to have a Moog Mother 32 at home. In fact, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you heard my daughter Ginger. She's almost seven now, and she got a hold of this thing when, I, when it first arrived. I thought I was doing pretty great with it and she came along and started twiddling knobs and got sounds of it out of it that are just unworldly. In fact, maybe I'll have her come down and do her thing in a minute here, but it, it I think I'm kind of restricted by what I think I know about synthesizers and how they should operate and it, I guess I'm mistaken because listen to this. Here's Ginger. <laughs>